Coffee Matter. All right, friends. Welcome to another edition of the Coffee Matter podcast. Hopefully, you are doing really well on the other side of the speakers. Thank you so much for joining us this evening, this night, this morning. It doesn't matter because you're listening to the podcast at the time that is convenient for you. And that is the wonderful thing about podcasts. They do as you tell them to. They're, we're at your service. If you want to listen to us at 2 o'clock in the morning, you hit play and I'm there. You want to do it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, same thing. So thank you so much for taking the time uh, and listening to today a very special episode because today is the 50th episode as I do my 50th interview here at Eco Cafe uh, in a journey that uh, it's almost uh, reaching two years. And a big thank you to all the staff here at Eco Cafe and also to Ed, who is the owner, who came up with the idea. And a big thank you for supporting the podcast and and really providing community and a big thank you to all of my guests because without the guests you wouldn't be listening and it's uh if you haven't checked out any other interview you should do so go over to soundcloud or itunes and you can check out all the episodes there are some amazing people and some great interviews some great insights into people that, some of the things that they do and some of the things that they're interested in so and a big thank you to you that listens to the podcast for taking the time out of your day for doing so because I know that there is so many other options out there for you, but you have chosen to hang out with us. So that is ultra super amazing. Uh, summer is winding down, which is really, really sad, but it is what it is. The weather is, is fantastic and broadcasting live here from Miko Cafe on this beautiful sunny day. We're inside because, well, it just makes for better recording. Today, I got musicians. I got a musician on the show, uh, and uh, well, you guys, I got two. It's a two against one, so I got Melissa uh, to my right and Junith to my left. Junith is a, a guitarist. Uh, you play flamenco, right? Yes. How long have you been doing that for? Um, like I started when I was nineteen years old. So a long time. A long, long, time. long time. I'm forty three right now. So yeah, it's been a few weekends then. <laughs> it's been eh? A few weekends. It's yeah. been a few weekends, and uh, you guys have both been here before, right? To St. Jacobs. Oh yeah, many times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It looks yeah. really different now with the cool tables outside and Absolutely. all the artworks. Fantastic. It's yeah. beautiful, yes. Yeah. I used to play here when there was a um, Earthwinds store, right? Right mm-hmm. across the street. Yeah. And Earthwinds store used to sell like um, a lot of uh, equipment from South America, all handcrafted stuff. And I used to play, perform in front of it for, uh, believe it or not, mainly Japanese tourists. Oh. Bus yeah. loads. And I would have like three, four hundred people watching me at one time. And they, they, they were so supportive. It, it was insane. I loved it. Yeah. I love here. It's so strange that music has that power because um, coming from a Latin background, obviously salsa is, is, although I'm not a fan of it, obviously when, when you grow up in a Latin country, there's no way of getting around it. You're going to hear it. <laughs> you try not to, but it's still there. And one of the things doing radio that I discovered that there was a salsa band from Japan. And they would sing in Spanish, and they. Uh, I read the story how a couple of the musicians had traveled to to uh, one of the the, uh, the um, Caribbean, heard salsa for the first time. They liked it so much. They went back to Japan. They then taught other musicians how to play, and then they would play salsa in Japan to people that had no idea what was going on <laughs> but I was like that's really cool and that was a long you know it's a long long time ago even right. you know there was no internet there was no there was no communication as it is now right. so it was really really brand brand new yes. and I was like that's really cool because music has that power that it gets people out of their comfort zone and it can also bring you something new that you're like man I can really connect with this even though I never heard of it right like mm-hmm. it has that power well the, the strange thing is it doesn't surprise me because uh, believe it or not, Japan has the most flamenco guitar players in the world and flamenco dancers in one like, really? combined space. Yeah, yeah. It, it has the most 
way bigger than Spain, Portugal, and all the Latin places combined. They have more flamenco players and dancers in Japan wow. because they are perfectionists. Japan, Japanese people, and the best classical guitars are made from Japan. Takamine, Yamaha, and I can name Ibanez. They were originally Japanese-made guitars. Are top-notch guitars like they are phenomenal mm -hmm. and so that's why it doesn't surprise me they're all perfections and those songs like latin music salsa merengue bachata cumbia mm -hmm. they're all very rhythmic based and yeah, very sure. like structured mm -hmm. needs discipline flamenco technical, yeah. technical. so mm -hmm. that's why it doesn't surprise me that they they got they're drawn to those kind of music, you know? Yeah, and see, one of the things that I really enjoy about doing this podcast is that I get to talk to different people, and I'm not super smart, and I, when I get to talk to people, I get to learn all kinds of cool stuff, and that's what I really like about it, because I feel like if you have an open mind, you, people, I feel like everybody's an open book in a certain way, because we all sort of have different experiences, and we can bring something to the table, Absolutely. whatever that may be, yeah. and there is nothing... They're all equal, right? To me, they're all things that you bring to the table are equal. There is not one more valuable than the other. Right. And one of the things that I've enjoyed doing the podcast has been this, where I learn new things all the time. And uh, so I wish I'd, I could do it more often because then I would be, I would just learn more. Uh, and I, I can guarantee you I'm way smarter now than I was when I first started. I, I learned so much. So it, it's it's one of the things that I enjoy doing. All right. So today... Obviously, we're going to get to your to your music. Um, we were going to do a live thing, but we're not going to do the live thing. We're going to get straight to your recorded music because you have, obviously, a couple of songs that you've recorded throughout, <laughs> throughout your lifetime. And uh, you're going to share it with the, with the people on the other side of the speaker. So let's get to that one. What is this first song that we're going to hear uh, called? The first song uh, is you and I, we, we share the great countries. You're from, uh, your background is Chile, mm -hmm. and I'm from Turkey. And unfortunately, uh, because of the a lot of the unrest going on around the world. Politically, my country is suffering from a dictatorship, mm -hmm. suffering from, uh, it's becoming a police state. Yeah, for sure. And I'm pretty sure yours is the yeah, same way. the same thing, so yeah. We're, we're sharing that. And mm -hmm. I'm, I, was a, I was a rebel back home. And yeah, I've been through a lot of stuff and I'm pretty sure you, you shared mm -hmm. a lot, mm -hmm. same, similar things. And the current government, uh, we had this leader named Ataturk, and I wrote a song for Ataturk, who became, who created modern Turkey, who gave us freedom, who took us away from the colonization, and gave us freedom that we wanted. And he was a, he was such a libertarian. I'm not saying he's a left or right. He was mm -hmm. just a liberal guy in mind, like mm -hmm. open-minded. Yeah, guy. for sure. I understand. And in 1930s, in a country like Turkey, in 1930, he gave women right to vote. He said that because. Turkey is, is a Muslim country, mm -hmm. and having a, like women women's right back in the day was very hard. And he decided, you know what? I don't care. I'm gonna make everybody equal. I'm gonna get Turkey to a modern mm -hmm. state, and he he created that. His generation, I'm the last one from mm -hmm. that uh, left. We we came with a modern Turkey, and unfortunately, in 2016, there was a coup attempt, it was a fake coup that was created by the dictator right now we mm -hmm. have, and then because of his coup, he had the power to bring martial law, so he could actually bring Turkey to a police state. Yeah, so, I remember that. Didn't he arrest over 7,000 people? It was, most, mm -hmm. No, not 7,000. 7,000 journalists. Right, that's, yes, yes. Turkey has the most journalists that are jailed just because they're opposition, and mm -hmm. 
under martial law, you can do that. Yeah, of so course. So he created that coup so they could do this. Right. So I created a song named Coup just specifically for that. And I would Probably. like to dedicate this to um, Ataturk. Yeah, and, and I think it's very appropriate because there is a lot of countries that can relate to this situation. Absolutely. Right? And it is so insane that, you know, it's almost 100 years ago that that uh, that this person sort of started this movement. It is so insane to me that we're still almost there, that people still don't see each other as equals, that there is, um, there is still this separation and people look at people's skin color and just a bunch of nonsense. And it seems so almost like sad in a way that as a, as a society yes. that we can't move forward it is lack of education there's a bunch of factors but Absolutely. it is what it is right yeah awesome well let's get to the music and then um, that's great and then when we come back we'll keep on chatting you're listening to the coffee matter podcast don't you dare go anywhere <laughs>
Coffee Matter Podcast. All right, friends, welcome back to the Coffee Matter Podcast. Hopefully, you are doing really, really well, and a big thank you to you. Hopefully, you're staying safe. And I know that many of you are dealing with kids that have to go back to school, and it's bringing extra stress. So take care of yourselves, friends. Be kind to each other, and uh, you know. This COVID thing sort of brings everybody different opinions. Just be respectful. You don't have to agree with what people think, but just be respectful of, of what people are going through because some people are... I know there is a mantra out there that says we're all going through this together, which is true to an extent, but in reality, it's not true because depending on what you do and how you... You might not be affected at all, and other people are really, really affected. And so I don't really buy that we're all... Like we're all going the same. I, I, it's, it doesn't seem doesn't seem to make sense. All right, Melissa, you've been quiet. You've just been sitting there quiet. You're I'm super. I'm just listening. You're just. I, I see that you brought your Disturb Mac, which is mask, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a band, by the way. If anybody's out there uh, not knowing what it is, and uh, yeah, I saw that you posted that on, online. I was like, that's really cool. Like, yeah. I should I should have got that. Uh, and uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a massive music person. I love going to shows. I've been to, yes. to many, many shows. You saw that you saw Disturb a few times, right? I have, yes. Yes, well, I was supposed to go to the show in August, and of course that was canceled yeah. due to the pandemic, but I was there in Toronto last year. I saw them in Kitchener, of all places, uh, when I went to Elements. Yeah, that was a big surprise. But it's interesting because this face mask, they're selling these face masks and T-shirts to support the crew who have been largely affected by the cancellations. Because the band, I mean, David Draymond, he's going to be fine. Yeah, they're <laughs> all going to be okay. have a problem with these cancellations. But the crew, that's what they're trying to do. So I bought this because I love them, but also because I want to support. Yeah, one of the things that I have noticed, I think, with this COVID thing, is that it seems sometimes that big corporations are not doing enough to help people. Yet it has been a grassroots level, such as like this, where yes. you're selling a product to help each other out. Because people are starting to discover that, man, we can't rely on these big corporations to help us, so we're going to have to do something to help each other out. And yes. I think that has, that's great, but at the same time, sad, right? Because is. how is it, how is the greed, it, greed is so such an integral part of our world, but it's, it has such negative effects that you have to go to a grassroots level right. to help each other out. Right. right. You know, and I think that that's, that's wonderful. When you see musicians, I know local musicians, uh, because obviously you can't play music, a lot of venues are closing, yeah. um, you know, and it was already hard, as you probably know, to find venues to begin with yeah. <laughs> that to have music. And then when you start closing even more doors, uh, you got to find ways to sort of help each other out. And I, I've seen a lot of different initiatives around the world. But again, they're grassroots level. Yes. And that, those seem to have more of an effect than, than, than sort of like what corporations or anybody yes. else is doing. Yes. So yeah. it's really, really cool. Like it's got to be really hard, especially now, because the venues that were there are slowly disappearing or it's really, really hard to play music live, right? Like, I, I'm very lucky in that sense because um, I still play uh, a lot of hours. But back in the, like when I was performing before the pandemic, I used to perform nine, ten times a week. And now I'm playing five times a week, which is still uh, cons considerably a lot comparing with my other musician friends. I'm lucky because I can play almost every genre and that gives me an advantage over other people because I can play like a lounge or a restaurant. I can play background stuff. I can play yeah. any style of music right. and that makes people kind of hire me. And because of the kind of a little following I have, like it's... It's a nice following that I have, and that place, that helps a lot. Mm -hmm. and He's so modest. 
No. <laughs> I call they're it the very, fandom. <laughs> they're very dedicated people, right. very dedicated followers. And they believe in uh, what I'm fighting for, kind of, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we're all fighting for something. Yeah, for sure. In our, in our mindsets. And, and art does that, right? Art, Absolutely. People who last a long time, you got to make a stand. And mu- music is art. And musicians that have a message, that have... Uh, or, or, or have a cause that stand for something, I think seem to last longer because there seems to be more depth to them than yes. just somebody playing music. Yes. At least that's how I see it. Absolutely. I'm right. a fan. So, you know, as, as a music fan, I see it like that. Obviously, as a musician, obviously you may have a different point and you think, what the hell's wrong with <laughs> you? You know, I, but I feel like musicians that have uh, a cause, like you were saying, you know, in Turkey, somebody inspired you and now you wrote a song. Same thing in Chile, you know, when, when you... They banned music. Certain music was banned. Mm-hmm. Why did they ban music? Because they governments realize that maybe I can't get you to read a book, and maybe I can't get you to look at history, and maybe I can't educate you in something else, but I can kind of get you to listen to music. And music is very, very powerful, and it can open your eyes, and it can educate you in, in, different, in different things that are going on in society, around the world, even in your own neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. If you are a shepherd of type of government, you always need sheep to follow. Mm-hmm. And then if you want sheep, control the sheep all you do is you cut down the music you yeah. cut down what they feed on mm-hmm. and then you'll be able to control them mm-hmm. that's what they want governments certain governments like dictatorships they need sheeps yeah and we're not sheeps mm-hmm. you know what i mean we yeah. won't be controlled like that mm-hmm. so that's why the only way to do that is by burning books and then secondary is stopping music any kind of art form they Shut attack the galleries exactly yeah. they attack yeah. art mm-hmm. because individuality yeah yeah. Art creates intelligence, mm-hmm. and governments like that. And expression. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, right. because if you don't educate people, then they don't have appropriate questions to ask. Absolutely. And then they can get easily lied to. And, you know, you see it everywhere around the world where you think, wait, what is wrong with these people? How can they not see what's right in front of them? Right. But they don't because, you know, they, their, their ideas are suppressed. Mm-hmm. They, it's easier just to kind of do what everybody else is doing. And it seems like it's more of a challenge to think for yourself than it is to go with the big group. Absolutely. The big group goes there, I want to go over there. <laughs> That's always been me, totally. right? <laughs> I'd rather do that. And, uh, I, and I just I, I think that music can cut through that barrier. Totally, totally. Right? And oh, yeah, you can 100%. go back in history of any country probably and pick out a lot of musicians that have, have more influence than leaders. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. And unfortunately... Um, that's the reason why a lot of us leave our countries that we were born and raised. Why would I want to do that to myself? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the minute you live as an immigrant or a refugee, you literally are giving up five to ten years of your life because that five to ten years of your life you spent for adopting. Yeah, starting over. Starting over. Yeah. And that's literally, if you're living up to 70, you're going to work up to 60. It's interesting because Canada is obviously a, a multicultural place and there's people from all over the world Absolutely. that live here and it's, and it's fantastic. But I agree with you, it, it takes time to adapt, it takes time to learn the culture, the, the way, the, the language, friendships. Uh, the friendships, the weather, all kinds of things, the mm-hmm. food, everything, and you leave. And, and a lot of people don't realize that leaving the place that you were born because you have to it's very, very different than leaving the place you were born because you want to. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Those are two very different 
it, it can, and, and part of the reason why governments have done this, making people go into exile, it's because they understand the damage that it can do psychologically and the damage that it can do emotionally, not only for them, but you think about all your family, your friends and the people around you that you leave behind. Yeah. And it, it's, it's very, very challenging for not just that person, but for everybody involved. Yeah. They complete you. Your friends, mm -hmm. your family, they complete you. Mm -hmm. And creating those same connections, it's not the same. What are you going to do when you're alone? When you're, when you're really sad, mm -hmm. what do you do? You go home and then you cry to mom or you cry to your best friend. Or you, you have somewhere to go out to. You know it. When you're in, like, I, I remember from my first time, I was, something would, would be upsetting me or I was so, like, I had no one to go to. Right. No one to express myself because I'm, I'm, I'm forced my, to express myself in, in, in English. I'm not saying that it's, I shouldn't, but I, like, you know, but mm -hmm. your mother tongue, the way you express yourself is always going to be perfect. Yeah. Not, you know, in English, you have to always translate in your head first and then mm -hmm. bring out, you will never use the right words, proper words, you know what I mean? And yeah. That is stressful, man. It is. Yeah. It is. And, and uh, but I think that at the same time, the payoff is that you come to place a, a place like this where you are able to grow and you're able to be part of the community and you're able to make relationships work, you're able to make new connections yes. and people are really, really welcoming and you have the advantage that you have music in your side because music, it's like an international passport. You start playing music, right? It just opens all kinds of doors, right? I was so lucky for that, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I consider myself insanely lucky because I was able to you know do music and it's not just a and uh, the style of music i do uh, like it, it was class classical when i first started because even flamenco stuff it's international i don't have to sing lyrics that's why i didn't uh, start with uh, english songs i don't have lyrics i just can play any instrumental music and that's international you don't have to go to anywhere any part of the world you can go on right away yeah. otherwise you have to learn that those countries music the famous who's the famous musician yeah yeah you, you know what i mean yeah Oh, that takes a long time. Oh, for sure. All right, well, we're going to take a little break. But before we do, we're going to get to another one of your songs. So what is this song called? This one is called uh, Tesla. Uh, I wrote this one for uh, Nikola Tesla. Uh, my, my grandfather was a huge influence in my life. Because I believe every person, every child needs an idol in their lives. If they don't have an idol to follow, a guidance to follow, they're like blindfoldly driving a car in a highway. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's you don't know where to go. Right. So my grandfather was that to me. And he was extremely educated. He was the generation of Ataturk that I was talking to you about. Uh -huh. And he was a huge fan of Tesla. So he used to, he, this guy was a genius. And Tesla uh, was the person that I got introduced to. And as human beings, we are very greedy. And we took advantage of uh, someone like Nikola Tesla. So unfortunately, he died in, in a hotel room in New Yorker by himself with no money, just like every genius mm -hmm. in the past, and um, alone. <clears throat> and I decided, you know what, the best way for me to thank for his invention is to write a song playing Tesla. Awesome. All right, let's get to Tesla, and then we come back, we'll keep on chatting. My friends, you're listening to the Coffee Matter Podcast. Don't you dare go anywhere.
you are listening to the Coffee Matter Podcast. All right, friends, welcome back to the Coffee Matter Podcast. Episode number 50, having a lot of fun here, uh, hearing some great, great music. Thank you so much to you on the other side of the speakers for hanging out and listening to the podcast. I know you won't be bored. And also... If you have a friend or you know somebody that you would think would be really cool to come talk to me, send them my way. You can reach me at, uh, you can send me an email. It's coffeematterpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find me on social media. The handle is uh, Coffee Matter. Or you can send me a smoke signal. I read those as well. Whatever. <laughs> All right. I know that you people on the sort of speakers, you know somebody really interesting and you think, you know what, that person would be really cool. So send them my way. We come here to Ego Cafe. You sit over there. I sit over here. We put a big shield around us so we're safe and uh, you have a drink i have a drink and uh, we hang out for about uh, 45 minutes and we make a podcast out of it i'm not scary scary looking but i'm not scary and peaceful <laughs> we, we make things happen so again if you know of anybody send them my way and by the way if you know of any local musicians that would like to come on the podcast they're more than welcome to do so i love supporting local musicians don't worry about the genre I love talking to musicians. Send them my way. We'll make it happen. And uh, it's really, really easy. And a big thank you to everybody that supports the show. You said you've been playing guitar for 19 years. So there is all kinds of genres of music. Why flamenco? Well, uh, it's kind of uh, very funny because when I started guitar, I, it wasn't my first thing. My first thing was just play Spanish type of music because I saw this uh, guitar player where I was studying uh, in my high school. And he was he was a Spanish guitar player, and actually no high school university he was playing the Spanish guitar player, and I, I just loved the sound of it, and I, I wanted to learn it, but I couldn't afford lessons because at, back back in day in, uh, at the end of nineties, uh, the guitar lesson was hundred fifty dollars, wow. so it was expensive. So what I did, I went to a pawn shop. I found uh, this VHS tape by Juan Serrano. Juan Serrano was one of the original flamenco guitar players, like traditional flamenco guitarist he played not none of the modern stuff like the modern flamenco is very rhythmic it's, it has different kind of rhythm, rhythmic structures in it it has different accents and Juan Serrano is very traditional like very everything is sounds old and the same you know mm -hmm. what I mean and um, he was teaching in, in this Malbay VHS tape I bought it <laughs> and I, I, the, I just from the same pawn shop I bought this five dollar guitar it was like a really, really beat up classical guitar. You could only play first five frets of it. That's why I got really good at the first five frets of it because you couldn't press down the others. So um, I, I put the VHS tape and I went at it for probably four or five hours minimum a day, sometimes eight hours a day. And I, I, I had this um, little, we had this little TV with the VHS, uh, like a... Uh, built in it, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. You yeah, yeah. It's like a whole yeah. unit. Yeah. Whole unit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like my favorite thing. I would put the VHS tape, and I had this big uh, wall mirror kind of thing. I would put the mirror beside it, so I'll basically pause the video and look my reflection in the mirror, and I would just mimic whatever the guy was doing, right? And uh, whatever Juan Serrano was doing. So I, I just learned it like that, and slowly, like, it improved me. And mm -hmm. uh, we didn't have YouTube back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so um, people made fun of me in the beginning, but I. I, I'm a very I'm a perfectionist, so I went at it like hours of it at a time, and this this unfortunately this guy kind of would make fun of me because I would go and ask him if he could show me a couple of chords here and there, and then he was he was very like uh, dismissive. Yeah, he was not a. I wish he was kind and gentle with yeah. me. You know what I mean? He was he was just rough and he just didn't want to have to do with anything with me. So in the return, I became 
the best guitar player in town and then kicked him out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens, right? Yeah, he, he gave me... The, the drive. The drive, yeah. And sometimes, actually, that's funny because a, a lot of people say sometimes you have to use encouraging words, and that's great. Mm -hmm. But sometimes yeah. it's the person that turns you down or treats you badly or says <laughs> you can't do it yes. that you say, ah, that's it. That's all you need sometimes, right? Yes. <laughs> Depending on the personality, right? Like somebody right. puts you down, like in this case for you, it worked out. Maybe if he had been nice to you, you would have never done it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, totally, but, totally. But sometimes <laughs> the people that put you down and the people that sort of doubt you and, and, and sort of question you, you're like, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it. Yes. <laughs> and, it, and it gets you there. But yeah. it does take, um, you are saying you practice hours and hours and hours a day. And in order to be as good as you are, obviously, you have to really invest the time, Big time. to do it, right? For this style of music, absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do absolutely. you think that flamenco is one of the hardest genres of it guitar is, playing? It is, the there is? It, it is the hardest. It is the hardest. For sure, it's the yeah. hardest. Like, uh, people might disagree in certain ways, from not, not from the theoretical perspective in theory uh, jazz hardest playability no because i can a flamenco guitar player would do like paco lucia aldemiello and john mclaughlin did this thing called uh, a lot of uh, jazz musicians know this is called uh, friday night in san francisco um which paco lucia john mclaughlin and aldemiello aldemiello and john mclaughlin are, are phenomenal jazz like they are the top-notch jazz players best probably in the world Paco Lucia is a flamenco guitarist, best in the world. But, but Paco Lucia, if you watch this, wipes them in the floor with them. I right. mean, they're all great. Yeah, but for sure. when Paco plays, everybody goes like, and doesn't know flamenco. I mean, jazz. He's just mimicking what they're doing. But the technique right. and right hand, left hand is completely different. Yeah, because you could get into one of the things about music that's fun because it can't, you know, obviously there is a serious side. Like you said, you write this music for serious causes and you, you put thought into what you want to yeah. write. But it's also, it can be fun. And one of the sort of like awesome things about music is that when you talk about music and you, you can have disagreements and it's okay because no one's right and no one's wrong. <laughs> At least I'm right and everybody else is wrong. <laughs> Everybody's right on their own. Yeah. Totally. But you know, you can say, well, you know, because I got, I, I got to see Santana, Carlos Santana play. I thought, wow, this guy is fantastic. And then I got to see some other guitarists play and, and, and you think, wow, like they're really cool. But they're different styles. So how can you, comp you know, you can't be like, well, that guy's better than this guy or that lady's better than that guy, you know? Like you think, like, uh, uh, I've been uh, really uh, digging a, a band called Animals as Leaders, and they're a band that's been around for a while, and there was, uh, they are jazz musicians. Two of them are jazz musicians, the two guitarists, uh, Javier and Tosin. And Javier Reyes is more like a flamenco classical guitarist style, nice. and Tosin is just more like a modern metal kind of guitarist mm -hmm. so the, the, he uses like an eight string guitar and the guy is you know he's been compared to the level of how when Jimi Hendrix came and people were like wow like what is this something sort of modern new where other people are looking at him and saying okay we gotta do that because Tosin is so so talented yeah and there's only three in the band so one drummer the two guitarists I think I've seen them. Yeah, and I've somehow them, when yeah. you hear their music, you think, where is the bass? I've never seen a bass player. But they just make it sound like that, and they're so fantastic live, and they're, they're so incredible. But it doesn't mean that, you know, they're really good in their own way, but it doesn't mean that they are, like, worse than the other. You know what I mean? Like, they're just really, really good. And guitar 
has that ability because it's such a variety of genre of music, Absolutely. right? Like it's just such a like every country plays guitar, right? Or, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, um, to, in my opinion, a competition has to be uh, tasteful because the minute you take the competition, the main drive of your music, then you will lose the soul of your music. Then you lose the art. Mm -hmm. It just becomes corporate corporation. Yeah. Because what what do corporations do? Well, they want to make money. <laughs> exactly. And they, they want to just destroy any small business. Yeah. Be, be a small business with quality. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I look at music. Be a small business with quality. Meaning, you work at your craft as better than anyone else. Because if you're, you know, just competition is driving you, then there's no, there's no point of making music. Yeah. So a lot of musicians do that. And that's why the, the animal leaders... Is animal the, leaders, animal yeah. leaders, What they do is they create art... But they also stick to working incredible mm -hmm. amounts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So their talent yeah. improves with their music as well. For sure. And and then you you, you know I think of a guy like uh, Tom Morello, who has been in yeah. so many other yeah. bands, and he's not your typical sort of guitar person because he can do so many. And I used to watch interviews with him where he would say, I would just spend hours and see what this button do, and I would just move this. And then he was like, oh, if I do this and this, it gets, it gets me this sound. And I, I heard people who have heard him, and they think he's scratching records. Yes. Like, he actually thinks that they're like, oh, no, that, that's not a guitar. That's a dude scratching <laughs> records. And you're like, no, that's Tom Morello. He discovered something, like you said, yeah. where he... But he had to learn that and he had to invest in that and he had to you know experiment experiment yeah, yeah. that's to, well, to figure out that oh this and this and this does that and create his completely own style but his drive what was his drive oh for sure oppression yeah for sure you know oh I mean? he has a great cause yeah yeah that's exactly mm -hmm. what drives you to incredible incredible lengths yeah and then I, I love Tom like he's he's, he's a phenomenal guitarist absolutely he's very phenomenal. innovative yeah yeah he does, and and, I th and very smart. Like oh, a lot of people don't realize he was he went to Harvard University. Not Did that he that go to Harvard? yes, and not that that not that that uh, says anything about a person. Like, it does, but it but it does say to you that this guy is in another level because he yeah. is like and and he is a lot of the music he writes have a lot of social undertones to them, and he does a lot of stuff for for the for for different causes around the world for unions and yeah. worker rights and all kinds of stuff. He takes his craft absolutely serious, 100%. Do you know Brian May? Mm -hmm. Queen's guitar player, right? Right. He's an astrophysicist. He's an astrophysicist. Really? Oh, yeah. My goodness. This guy is, like, incredible. And there's so many guitar players, I, I can tell you, mm -hmm. that has, and it has some sort of, like, a, in any kind of technical guitar playing involves a certain part of your brain. Right. And when you bring in classical guitar music and then you uh, include art in that you use both sides of your brain i'm a computer engineer i did study computers and all my life like i, I know i need programming mm -hmm. to a like a professional level i work for a rim i work for apple i did a lot of like serious stuff with this and then i'm full-time musician now if your brain is if you if you like technical stuff and you add creative mm -hmm. music and creative art into that, you end up using both sides of your brain. And that's what I think challenge always drives people like Brian May, people like Tom. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Challenge always drives people who are technical and at the same time creative, using their both sides of their brains. And that's why I'm like, I always idolize those people. 
Right. Tesla was one of them too. Right. You know? Awesome. Well, let's take a break. And we're talking so much about music that my ears are getting hungry and they need a little music. So let's get to that. What are we going to hear? What are we going to hear right now? This is a, this is a song called Midnight Train. And uh, I wrote this song, kind of a, another protest song. There was a movie made in 1978 uh, by Oliver Stone, was the uh, scriptwriter, and um, it's called Midnight Express. And it was, uh, at the time, Turkey was a brand new republic. It was only 40 year, 45 years old. And they were, uh, the Hollywood, uh, quote-unquote Hollywood, was looking for countries to pick on. Mm-hmm. And that has no um, power within the community. And they chose Turkey. And they, they make this movie completely destroyed our tourism, destroyed our economy at the time. And um, later on in 2018, I think, um, the person who was supposedly the uh, hero in this movie came out and said that everything was a lie about this movie. They just wanted to do this so that they could win an Oscar. They, they created a lie. His name is Bill Hayes. He actually created a movie called, like, telling the lies about this Midnight Express movie. So kind of a... Like an expose. Yeah, and admit it. In 2002, uh, Oliver uh, came into Turkey and then apologized from the Turkish people for doing this. It's too late, you know? Yeah. But, and then, and that was my anger towards that and then I wrote the song called Midnight Express. Awesome. Well, let's Sorry, get Midnight Train. <laughs> well, let's get to that and then when we come back we'll keep on chatting. You're listening to the Coffee Matter podcast. Don't you dare go anywhere.
you are listening to the Coffee Matter Podcast. All right, friends, welcome back to the Coffee Matter Podcast. So, uh, Melissa, you've been really quiet. You're sitting there. So you kind of do some management stuff, right? I see you. Bit, you see, you see, uh, I see you posting about shows and stuff like that. You like doing this, uh, this kind of stuff, right? I yeah? do. I very much enjoy doing uh, the social media thing. Um, I pretty much took over his Twitter account, so I am his Twitter account. For anybody who wants to send him a message, you're actually sending it to me. Uh, I do, of course, vet everything through, but uh, right. I like making the posts and, and uh, you know, having... Just trying to promote um, the different shows and then all that type of stuff. So. It is a lot of work to do social media stuff, right? It is a lot of work, but I also enjoy it. So I right. think that's part of it. it. It was a little bit of, of a hobby and, uh, you know, it's something that I enjoy doing. It's, it's creative. Um, what I do in my professional life is, is not that creative. So um, it, it allows me that, that avenue. Yeah, and that's cool Like when people think branch out like that because you're able to sort of balance what you like doing and what sometimes you do for a living, which sometimes can right. be two different things. Sometimes people are lucky and they get to do both. I mean, one right. is equals to two, right? But for a lot of people, that's not the reality. The reality is that they don't enjoy necessarily what they do, but they have to because, well, you got you to gotta live yes. <laughs> and you got to pay yes. bills and you got to eat and things like that and you got to feed your family. So it's, it's got to be a nice sort of for you, like, it's got to be so awesome that you're able to be creative and, and yes. do that, right? Yes, yes. And, like, I grew up in a very musical family. Um, I myself was, I think, when I went through music school and things like this, too, so it was always a part of my life. And that's really how we came together as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my father was a, was a musician. He was a guitar player and an excellent singer. He passed away in 2018. And around the time that um, it was coming up to my first birthday without him, I found myself seeking out music I needed to hear a guitar and so I followed Junaid on Instagram and I saw that he was at a place lovely little place in Kitchener called Descendant um, that afternoon so I said all right I have nothing else going on I'm home alone right now so I'll just go and check it out and that was August of 2018 and uh, yeah everything that has happened since then was because of so. How hard is it, do you think, in your, in your own experience from, from, from doing the social media stuff and, and, and from following his career, to have musicians play live music in our area? I think this region is fantastic. For really? Me. I think so. Um, I, coming into it um, in just the last couple of years, the region is very supportive, I think, of their local artists. They are fiercely... Um, protective of their of their groups and, and wanting to support them and also feel like they belong to us. They are our musicians. So um, I think that that has helped hopefully some, if not all of them, um, throughout this this pandemic. Speaking with with local musicians, and I've been in, I've been a big local music supporter for for a long time. I think that one of the the messages that I hear often from musicians themselves is there's no venues. A lot of a lot of venues are sort of scared sometimes to have music, which is, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't get that. It's, right. it's music. It's not gonna. It's not gonna like hunt you or anything like that. You just listen to it. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, I look at a town like Guelph, for example, and Guelph compared to our area, mm. it's night and day. Like Guelph is like if you're a musician, you go to Guelph. And a lot of musicians had said that you're like. And, you know, they want to stay here because, mm. like you said, they, there is that sort of pride, right? There's always a pride. Oh, I'm, I was born in Waterloo or I was right. born in St. Jacob's or whatever. You have pride in, in that, right? But a lot of them say, 
unfortunately, the venues are not like, well, not all of them. Of course, there are some great venues and every city will have them. There's not as many as if you go to Guelph. And I could attest to that because I would go, you know, if you go on to Guelph, maybe not now, but pre-COVID time and hopefully post-COVID time, you could go on, on, a, on a weekend and walk downtown Guelph. Every single bar was filled with some sort of live music of all kinds of genres. Right. Whether it be, you know, flamenco to like whatever, to folk music, to whatever. Every bar seems packed. And people really like support that. And, mm-hmm. they, you know, they have festivals where it's, you know, I, I, I was part of, a, I interviewed this band, this, this, this person actually who did this, uh, it's called Gain Fest in Wealth. And it started off as a one evening kind of show mm-hmm. with a few bands. And then lately uh, it's become a one week event where up to 20 different venues in Guelph are involved and bands play in all the venues. And they got all kinds of genres. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they opened it up to pretty much you play music, you could play there. Yeah. So it, it, uh, it, it's funny because you, now you're saying to me that this area is really, really good. So it's interesting how people perceive, yes. right? The, well, the, I'm not, and I'm not in the business side of it, so I don't know how right, hard it is for that, people to do it. Right. All I know is how um, emotionally supportive the the people around here are for the groups here and uh, I think that's part of it and maybe because I am so immersed within it that's why I see it perhaps because yeah. I am I can't step away from it anymore right. I am in it and what I've done now is draw others into it with me so through my you know I work at Loria University and I have brought so many people out into these things now and now they're experiencing it now they're bringing other people so we're we're trying to grow and that's how it starts right and that i think one of the cool things that i that i personally that i that i've experienced in my life supporting local music is that you get to discover musicians like yourself that are really really talented that otherwise i would have never heard of i feel like if people took the chance to go see live music at local venues, mm-hmm. you can experience some musicians that will blow your mind away and you say, how come I never heard of it? Because yes. I feel like sometimes the difference between a musician that's really well-known and perhaps a musician that's not as well-known, it basically comes down to luck. luck. It's not necessarily <laughs> talent. You're I don't right. believe so. Yeah. No, I believe it's luck. It's kind of like, a, you know, people say sports. Oh, how did they find this player for whatever? It was probably luck. Mm-hmm. The right eye saw that person perform and... You know, and I feel with music it's the same where the right ear hears the right t- music at the right time, and that person makes a <laughs> difference. For sure, because I am 100% every band, every musician, regardless of the genre, at one point was a garage band sort of startup. Yes. You played local venues and you played in front of one person, which was probably your mom. <laughs> right? You started like that. There is not a single musician that woke up one day and is playing f- in front of 50,000 people. That does not happen you gotta start when you first start playing music you start slow and you progress right mm-hmm. and, and well, I feel one thing that I have to disagree with is in, in, in this region music and there's so many venues are looking for musicians but one thing that's it might be because of the comfort zone of this country musicians are lazy almost 70% of the musicians I know are lazy they just want to you know Relax and get, make the music come to them. People like like coming from my area, your area, mm-hmm. your area, like Philippines. We're coming from the developing countries or third world countries. We hustle. We go out there. We hustle and look for jobs. 
I'll give you an example. When I was working at a really good job, nine to five, everything was good. I wanted to become a musician. So I bought myself a truck and I started driving a truck for two and a half years, 800,000 kilometers, because trucking was making me good money. I was making $7,000 a month. What I wanted to do, I wanted to take two years off so that I could hustle music. I could make enough money on the side. So I, I became a trucker. I did trucking for 800,000 kilometers and I made enough money, put it aside, and I went out every single venue and then searched for music. And I, I, I literally <laughs> harassed a lot of people. But finally I got it. And I was playing before COVID. I was playing, I was rejecting, you know that. I was rejecting uh, gigs. I was like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. I'm sorry, I can't do this. Like, if you're a musician, you cannot just, if you want to make full-time music, you can't just sit down at right. and expect it to come to you. I wonder if also the genre of music affects what venues are looking for, mm -hmm. right? Perhaps that could be a, a, a part of it, right? Because it would be against me then, because the style of music I'm doing mm -hmm. was not the style of music that, that people, people right. hire, but you have to make it work. Right. I learned, like I sit down one week and a, a, a venue, my first venue that hired me as a band mm -hmm. was Fox and the Fiddle, <laughs> the university place. Yeah, right. It's crazy, only university students. They hired me. They didn't know what I played because I was ha harassing the poor guy. He's like, okay, finally, I'll, I'll give you a <laughs> Just leave me alone. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> just come play. But I'm not, I'm not like annoyance. Right. I would just, you know. So he did. He wouldn't obviously say. He was kind about it. And I went there and I'm like, okay, I got I'm an I'm a instrumental flamenco guitar musician with a flamenco band. We're playing nothing but flamenco instrumental music. Playing at a university pub. All they want to hear is like top 40 in mm -hmm. banking music. Yeah. So I had two weeks. Every single day until 3 a.m. in the morning, I memorized songs. I learned 70 songs within that time period. 70 songs. English. Singing. I learned it. And I honestly like worked so hard at it. And then when I went there, we performed really good. It was phenomenal. Everything worked out well. Like pub covers? Pub covers. A flamenco band playing pop covers. Right. And also, I'll throw in some instrumental that we were comfortable with so that we were kind of like not panicky. Right. But the whole, that's how you do it. You throw right. yourself. Because in Canada, they won't judge you. It's, it's a perfect country for that, full of opportunities. You have to go get it. Right. Then, like, Melissa is an, is an opportunity for me. Melissa was like a god descent. Like, we, we became like family. And it's just, uh, like, for instance, I'll give you an example. This case. This case is my favorite case. I had it for 10 years and it was completely ripped apart, broken and all that stuff. And it, her mom fixed it for me. And it's like brand new case right now. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah, what I yeah. found in the she, she came into my life. That's luck. We were, you were talking about luck. But at the, same, at the same time, it's luck in one sense, but you, there is no luck without you putting the effort into Absolutely. going to get that. And you are going to catch, I believe, at some point, like you have to just just by averages of life, right? You are gonna catch yeah. a break here and there, and you're also very lucky that you met someone that has been able to help you out. Like oh, meeting the right person, yes, probably is equally important as luck, right? Like it's... I couldn't have asked for the better person for that. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example. Another like all of this hard work and finally meeting the luck part. I um, I end up playing a lot of pubs literally monthly, going from pub to pub, and one of the places is Edelweiss, and I was playing an Edelweiss, it's just a regular pub. Mm -hmm. And in the audience, I didn't know that, there was a gentleman sitting, 
he he was the person who, who was the main guy who was hired for um, Live Aid, the big concert series. Mm-hmm. They they hire like Live huge Nation. Live Nation, sir. Huge. Yeah, yeah. They have mo- you know? most most artists go through Live exactly. Live Nation. Yeah. Last year, uh, that breakthrough happened for me, and just because of that, because this guy saw me playing flamenco guitar through our pop music. And he's like, who's that guy? I want to meet him. And then he, he, he introduced me. And I ended up playing, opening for Santana last year at um, Budweiser, stage. Budweiser Stage, which used to be Molson Amphitheater. I ended up playing for almost 20,000 people, right? Something like that. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. And that was opening for Santana yeah. and Doobie Brothers last year. Yeah. It was incredible. It was wild, yeah. It was yeah. Um, insane. And that's luck. Because just at a Kitchener, a pub, Someone was in the audience yeah. that was, he's like, he turns around, who's this guy? I want to mm-hmm. hire him. But you know at the I mean? same time, you know, sure, there is a bit of luck, but I would, I would, I would also say that they would, like, if you weren't any good at it, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, if I yes. went there and the guy was there, I was like, ding, okay, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's not, it is, you know, like, I wouldn't be, he's not going to be like, dude, you want to come play open for Santana, you know? Uh, <laughs> so I think that it's a combination of things, but I agree with you where, you have to, and, and not just in music, I believe in any aspect of life, you have to go out there and sort of put yourself out there and, and get the breaks because they're not, yeah. you can't sit at home, open your door and hope somebody is like Lady Luck right. walks Absolutely. in and gives you right. all that Absolutely. stuff, right? Yes. You yes. got to be able to take those risks. And the majority of the time, sometimes you will fail and it might oh, yeah. take a long time. But if eventually I feel like law averages, it has to work in your advantage, right? Yes. The, you know, the, the story that always inspires me is um, the guy who invented the the famous vacuum cleaners? Oh, Dyson. Dyson. Yeah, yeah. he said like over like 5, he tried 000, yeah five thousand patents. That's what the that's if that doesn't tell you what you need to do, right? You know, because now I'm comfortable. I can actually, I get probably six seven emails a week. People ask for you know you want to play here, but what also I that whole work helps other musicians too. If I can't play it. I am a type of guy, I like sharing. I will get every one of my friends in my circle, help them. Mm-hmm. That's what is best about this city. Right. Not just this city. Waterloo, Kitchener, Cambridge, Guelph, four cities. This region is perfect for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love because of that. We all help each other. Yeah. And, and that sort of circle back to um, the lockdown and how if you watched all these musicians doing these live things on Facebook, on whatever social media accounts, they're advertising for each other. Mm-hmm. They're saying, go check out this person, go check out this person. Because yeah. they're doing that, they're uplifting everybody else yeah. along with themselves. And one of the things that, uh, that I, yeah, and, and it has changed because, you know, before you went to a show and like you said, you, you know, you have the big band and then there's people who are like kind of open. And uh, um, I used to be part of this festival. Uh, it was called the Kitchener Metal Fest. And the money that was raised for the Kitchener Metal Fest, we would give to the Grand River Hospital Cancer Center. And all the money went, went there. I've been there. And, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was asked, uh, to, because of my show, I was asked to be the MC. So I was, oh, the, ho- I was the host for that. And I would interview all the bands. And one of the things that uh, when talking to, to Adam, who organized this festival, one of the things that we were discussing is that how it has changed. Because now the bands, they didn't care in which order they went. They just wanted to play because... You know, obviously, cancer affects everybody. Yeah. And a lot of them, at least one of the members, had a family member or two that had been affected by cancer. Yep. And they didn't care about 
the status of being the headliner or they didn't care they had to open as long as they were part of this festival because of the cause exactly they were part of helping and they were all the bands who help each other out promote each other and they would stay and watch them and I thought that was a really cool thing because mm. I think sometimes I, I remember a long, maybe not even that long ago but at least 10 years plus musicians weren't like that the mentality wasn't like that it was me myself and I survival exactly right. it was like I will eat you because survival of the fittest exactly yeah. Yeah, totally. but now I feel like it's very, very different where where you become more of a community and you're happy that the person that plays with you has success as well. It makes you happy because you're like, cool, I'm surrounding myself with successful people and I want to see them help. Yeah. And, and, and I think that lot comes back to you. Yeah, because if you, the only way to improve yourself is surround yourself with people that are better than you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, you always have that competition constantly going. Mm-hmm. And... When That's you fine. get challenged, you big get... Time. Big time, yeah. All right, well, let's get to the last song that we're going to hear today. What is it? It's so strange that you actually <laughs> said it because you're talking about cancer. This next song I wrote is called Dreams. It is uh, my dual partner in the, that uh, Fox and a fiddle. Mm-hmm. He, he was the guy who, used to, who played with me. Mm-hmm. And he died from cancer at the age of 29. Lymphoma Hodgkins. His name is Chris Lane. And I wrote this song for him. It's so strange that you brought it up. Yeah. Right? Completely weirdly coincidence. And he was at the Grand River Cancer, you know. He got um, lymphoma Hodgkinson four times, and since he was 17 years old, then he died at 29, so 12 years, he got it four times. Unfortunately, the last time he took, uh, he took his life. And um, I wrote a song, right the day after he, he passed, I saw him in my dream, in, in this dream. He was basically, a, this. he lived in this house in the clouds, and the whole, just think of this high ride, high, uh, ceiling mm-hmm. all covered with glass and all you see is like beautiful clouds and there was a stage up in the air kind of thing and all musical equipment and then I'm in, in this house and he goes up there to his stage and starts playing the guitar and I, I, I asked him I was like can I come and he's like not yet <laughs> so and then I woke up and that was a dream and I was like okay that's pretty interesting was a message to me, so I wrote a song called Dreams. And this awesome. is the song. And just so everybody knows, we didn't, well, no, you, I didn't yes. prepare anything. Right. I, was, so I, I just came here, I, I barely turned my microphone and we started talking, so <laughs> it's not like we had staged this, this or anything. This is very no. weird, because yeah. I saved that one for last song. Well, and then, and, right? then that, and then your father. Yes, and the whole reason that, again, that he and I came to be. Yeah. We talk about this all the time, because as I said, my father was a musician, but had he not passed, this would not have happened no. between us. Right. No. So it's only because my father passed and he passed from cancer. He was at the Grand River Cancer Center as well. Right. It was a very aggressive six months, terrible journey. Um, but yeah, it, it, yeah. <laughs> that's such and it, a and it is, weird uh, circle. Like yeah, and it, and, it, and, it, and it was one of the reasons that I, that I wanted to help the, the, the Kitchener Metal Fest for, for a long time because it connected everybody, it affects everybody, and it doesn't matter what belief system you have, how tall, how short, what color yeah. hair, it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, when this sickness takes a hold of a loved one or yourself, it affects. And and I think people can have that. You can easily relate to that pain and yeah. that struggle, right? It's, yes. it's really easy. So Huge. let's get to dreams. And then when we come back, we'll, we'll say goodbye. Sounds good. Uh, let's get to the music, my friends. You're listening to the Coffee Matter Podcast. Don't you dare go anywhere. You are listening to the Coffee Matter Podcast.
listening to the Coffee Matter Podcast. All right, friends, welcome back to the Coffee Matter Podcast, wrapping episode number 50 up in a great way. way. Hopefully you have enjoyed uh, the episode. Again, if you want to hear all of my other interviews, just get over to iTunes or SoundCloud and you'll be able to uh, check them out. And there's all kinds of interesting people that I have uh, had the privilege of speaking to. And thank you so much for making it to number 50. And hopefully the next celebration will be 100th and we'll have a, a great time as well. One of the things that I like to ask all musicians, it's just a personal just out of curiosity, is what do you prefer the most? Do you prefer making music, the whole process of that, or do you prefer playing the music live? And the reason I ask, because some people say, no, I love being in front of the stage and seeing the people. Other people are like, you know what? I really like the process of like the whole thing of starting from scratch, you know, start coming with chords together and then recording it. What about you? Which one do you prefer? I, I prefer live. You prefer performing live, yeah? Because every time I, pr uh, I play live, uh, a song is never the same way I played it before. Right. It's always different. And I, I, I like that because it challenges me to come up with a new... And my band members agree with that. I have a band called El Turco. And uh, Tom Nagy is one my best friend. And he, he just became a father, by the way. He was my, he's my bass player. And I have a percussionist. Uh, Sam Duke, Sammy Duke is... Uh, He's also a local musician, phenomenal talent. He's my co-home player, as well as I have two, three different co-home players and percussions. One of them is Aaron Powell. When we play together, Sammy and uh, Tom, I always throw them under the bus because I'll just, <laughs> I'll just, I was like, okay, we're we're gonna play a new song. And this is at the concert. Mm -hmm. A bunch of people are like tons of people in front of us at the festivals. I did that to them in Niagara Jazz Festival. <laughs> Everybody's there and we're prepared songs. I was like, let's play this song. It's this is the key, and this is the rhythm. They're like, okay, <laughs> what? And we do that. I love that. Right. And you they're so them. good. They're you know, so great. <laughs> you know what? That's interesting because um, back in December, I interviewed Tokyo Spears, who is part of uh, a band called Walk of the Earth. Oh, yeah. And nice. uh, uh, Walk of the Earth sort of is known for unique instruments. And yes. we were talking about this unique instrument. And he said, well, actually, a unique instrument is that the company made them one instrument that's never like it's a it's like a guitar mixing with it whatever whatever yeah. it was called <laughs> hybrid thing <laughs> and he said that yeah and he said that in order for them to play this instrument it's not just like you're you know because most instruments you pick it up and it's yours yeah. well this one's you have to share space so you're like okay you play this little part you play this part <laughs> and they put tape and then he said that they do that he said that they he likes to goof around with them like same thing kind of like you he's like i'll turn off their amp because he said they're so talented that these people are able to like keep on going regardless of what's going on. So he said they're always trying to challenge themselves wow. that way. That and it's funny, it's funny that you, you mentioned <laughs> you're kind of doing the same thing because it's like, he's like, yeah, he said, you know, I'll, I'll like, he said, I'll unplug one of their headsets or, or whatever <laughs> just to, just to mess with them, but they are able to continue and, and, right. and do, 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 do that, you know, because they're like, he's like, oh, they can handle it. And I was like, all right. <laughs> but I remember too, at, you, you did a recent YouTube uh, video. Oh, yeah. Tom was saying that that he needs to be able to physically see him, so that he can adapt to the various changes that he's going to just do on the fly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I would describe it as an elite level musician, because he you is. could play, you could play music, you could do what you did to to a regular person, and be like, oh my, like you're done, get yeah. thrown out. Tom, yeah, Tom and Sammy. 
that you, that you just go with. Give them anything. Roll, they'll just like, they'll be like, oh my God, first. And then they will like, boom, right in it. Yeah. It, you know, it kind of reminds me of when I first started doing radio, I was always worried about making mistakes. And I, I still, I, I get, you know, I'm like, I'm, I always want my guests to feel comfortable. And I, and, and I always want to be on, on, on my game to be able to, for them to, to have a good time with me. And I always worry about every single thing that I, I did wrong. And then I just became, I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't, this is just too much. So what I started doing is that if I made a mistake, because a lot of the times, if, you, if I'm listening to your music and you make one mistake, you'll be able to hear it. But the audience won't. No. But when you're on the other side, you think that, oh, yeah, that's all they're going to think about. But in right. reality, it's not even right. remotely close. That's it, why I don't listen to my CDs. <laughs> I never do. I never listen to my own music. Too critical of your own stuff? Oh, big time. Yeah. So, I'll hear something and I'll I like uh, I'm, yeah, it's crazy. What I started to do was just to become, I would just like, if, if something happened, I would make it part of it. I would make that mistake. Right. Almost like, and then people started saying, man, that's really cool that you planned that. I was like, I never planned that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I be, it, it became sort of part of the show yeah. because it was easier to sort of get out of it or, right. or not make it seem so obvious. And in my head, that gave me a peace of mind too. But again, it was the same thing. They're like, I was like, people were like, what happened? I was like, oh, did you see that? Like, that song took, like, less, like, it didn't play right away. It took, like, whatever, three, three-tenths of a second longer than it should. <laughs> but people have no idea what I'm talking right. about, right? But you're like, they're like, no, like, I, I hear that stuff. And oh, probably as a musician, yeah. you hear that too. But I think you forget that the people listening, they don't hear that. That Absolutely, right? yeah. No. Right? So you could do those kind of things and you'll be able to do it. But the people wouldn't be able to pick they, it up. They won't. They no. won't care. No. I mean, they care. I mean, no. Like, of course I'm they not, care. I don't mean like you know. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't understand it. They. But the, the thing is, to every everybody, their baby's the mm -hmm. most beautiful and has to be the most beautiful. Yeah, you know, for like, sure. To other person, it's just a baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is very true. So we're gonna wrap things up. But before you go, I know that people enjoy the four songs that you that that uh, we let them hear. And I know that it's somebody out there, I can sense it already, they want to know more about you and they want to sort of follow you on, online and they want to get your records and stuff like that. So where do they find you online? Um, if they go to www.junate.com, it's J-U-N-E-Y-T.com. That's my website. And my uh, Twitter is at Junate. Mm -hmm. And my Instagram is at Junate and my last name, Yetkiner. Junate, Yetkiner, together. And um, my Facebook is Junate Yetkiner. So you'll be able to, if you go, probably if they go to the webpage, they'll be able to Absolutely. get all the links all there. It, yeah, it's there. And, and if they want to, well. if they want to buy your record, where do they do that? Um, if they go to my website, Junate.com, uh, I have all the links there because I'm and also uh, I have it on Spotify and I have it on iTunes. And uh, I didn't put my second album on Spotify or iTunes because uh, unfortunately I was getting robbed because <laughs> I sold. Uh, I sold over 40,000 albums, but I made nothing. <laughs> yeah, I heard that a lot. Like it's, 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 it's those, yeah. those places, uh, those places, uh, I feel like they were created to destroy little musicians. Corporates. Mm. Right? Corporations. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I feel yeah. like because, yeah, they present in one hand that's really good because it's accessible to all of us. Right. Yeah. But on the other hand, as a like as an artist, you're not you're not seeing that revenue, right? You know yeah. Garth Brooks, right? Mm -hmm. Garth Brooks, Jay Z, Beyonce. You can't find Garth Brooks music in any platform. No Spotify, no um, iTunes. Right. And Prince was like that too. But after he passed, unfortunately, they it's changed now. Beatles was like that. 
The main reason for that is because Garth Brooks had, hates corporations like that. So he has he's uh, under Jay Z's um, music label. Yeah, yeah, not music label, but the no, they had like a streaming. Streaming is that still available? I'm pretty sure it is, but yeah. I'm not sure. It might yeah. be. I might be wrong. So everybody who wants to get paid normal went to that streaming. Mm-hmm. So you know, if yeah. everybody, all the musicians sticks together, then those corporations will forced will be forced to do that you know mm-hmm. but so it's early September uh, and do you have any shows coming up in a few more weeks or anything that in case the people are because I know that they obviously enjoy their music they want to go out there and, and get your album and uh, but they also one of the cool things about having local musicians in your local town is that you don't have to drive too far to go see them so you have any shows coming up or anything that people should be aware of um, uh, tomorrow actually every Tuesday I play at a place called Easy Pour Wine Bar in Blair it's a really nice wine bar, and it's been going like four years. I've been playing there every Tuesday, seven till nine. And uh, I play this Thursday, every Thursday, I also play at Rustico Kitchen. It's another Italian restaurant mm-hmm. in Kitchener, uh, River and Victoria Streets. Every uh, six till eight, I play there. And this Friday, for one change, uh, I'm playing at a Westmount Golf Course. And um, this Saturday, I'm playing at one, another one of my favorite spots called Red House. And uh, she's actually coming there. I am, yes. <laughs> it's uh, table. Yeah, 11 till 1 in Uptown Waterloo. It's called Red House. And um, the funny thing about this place is the owner, also the sh- chef, uh, Don, uh, I, I know him since he was little because uh, his father was my landlord. Oh, and it's okay. completely coincidence that, you know, this right. happened. And uh, that's so far about it. And uh, next Friday, I'm going to be playing downtown Kitchener concert series Kitchener BI hires musicians to play in the streets mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, I'm part of that as well yeah I think yeah. yeah I think last year uh, KW Junk Music did something there and I'm I actually, had I had Mary uh, she was one of my oh, one nice. of my guests here and uh, uh, I played some of her music um, we're doing something with them oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, really we're cool we're just doing something with them well tell, her, tell Mary I say absolutely, hi absolutely yeah that's having, hilarious uh, that, so it's a small world well I was going to say sorry that um if you follow him on Instagram, we post the schedules. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we post schedules. <laughs> um, you post them because you, you Well, I create them the and then he, <laughs> right. he posts them at the start of every week so that people can follow along to find out where he is because it does change a little bit right. um, week by week. Um, but he pushes those to Facebook as well. So wherever you follow him on social media, all of those shows will right. be. See, I don't know what I would do without her. <laughs> there you go. And, and that's cool, yeah, because, like, again, my friends, if you, you follow follow social media, you'll get the latest updates in case of any changes. And again, my friends, like I like I always say, support local music. Go out yes, there uh, and, and come hang out and bring a friend, bring two friends, bring three friends. I can guarantee you that eventually you're going to like somebody that performs live as much as whatever music you listen to now. Take that chance, be open-minded, and, and just come hang out and have a good time. The, you know, one of the other cool things about local mu- music is that you don't have to pay outrageous prices to go see the artist. You're not paying, you know, $300 a ticket to go see a show. You can pay a, a few bucks and you, you'll have a, an amazing time. Also, one of the advantages, I find anyway, is that you get to sit really close to the musician. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> even though music is meant to be heard, mm-hmm. there is something powerful at, about seeing music right yes. it's such a weird thing right yes. there is this power of seeing a performance live that's much different than just hearing it so right. you get to sit close by you don't have to drive too far away there is a lot of benefits you're looking for something new to do or just go try it out i mean 
the worst that they will do is that you won't like it. And that's okay. <laughs> but I can guarantee you you'll probably like it. You're going to have a good time. So anyway, I'll let you go because I know you're busy. You've been working hard. you got shows to, to get to. So thank you both for coming. Thank you for thank having you. us. Hopefully you enjoy, the, hopefully you enjoy, enjoy your, your time here. Absolutely. It was, great, it was yes. amazing. Absolutely. And uh, I'm going to come see you one of these days. So don't kick me out. Please do. <laughs> yes, please do. I'll come because I, 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 I love live music. And one of the things that personally I miss about the pandemic, it's going to concerts. Yes. That's because I go to a lot of concerts. Yeah. Well, I used to, I guess, like because I just love live music. I miss, I miss going to 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 live. Come down, and I'll be, buy you a beer. Okay. <laughs> I don't drink actually, but oh, uh, me neither. So that's fine. Then yeah. I'll buy you something, something nice. Something, something yeah, a fancy drink. I'll get a fancy drink without that's the perfect. alcohol. It's yes. okay. Uh, but thank you so much for coming. I, I, I really appreciate your time. Anytime. Thank, thank you. you for for your music. And and again, uh, I really appreciate that your music has some thought. And, and and there is some depth to it and, and, and I really like that that uh, you know your songs have meaning and, and obviously to you they're very very special so hopefully you enjoy the episode after you hear it and my friends go check it out it's 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 time to support local music and, and one of the cool things that's slowly getting back open right things are slowly yeah. opening back up I'm so happy about that yeah and it, uh, <laughs> it makes uh, I think that it just brings so much joy to everybody around it Absolutely. so thank you for being here my friends thank you so much for listening thank you for uh, hanging out through this uh, episode is episode 50 until next time be good be kind and be uh, take care of each other it's COVID time so you gotta you know just, just be kind to each other and be safe out there until next time we'll meet again